Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. You see a male and a female half-dragon. They are sitting by a campfire. They are armored to the scales. Uh, Their scales have been blackened, uh, and they are giving off a dark smoke. I be lost in these woods. I be one of your kind. My name be Captain Rudder. Uh, The male's kind of like thinking about it. The female's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, no. No, he clearly is a turtle. They hear that that sound. They both turn around, Rudder, uh, and you start kind of like pulling them in. Well, there goes the encounter that I wanted. They both get sucked into that ball. Fuck yes! Bessie, eat him! These uh, half-dragons were shadow-blighted. You have- we may have to figure out what that does to Bessie. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Oh god. Anyone who graces these lands knows of Billsong, the son of the fire giant and the storm giant. He uh, goes to actually swoop down and grab Captain Rudder. Do my first attack and then I kind of jump kind of on and then off of you. Yes! It, it's on its knee, shit. right? And I just drive my sword with two hands into his chest. Oh yeah, I absolutely, I see you jump, I drop my sword and just like put my hands together and like toss you the fuck up. His body drops to the ground. We're, we're just setting up our uh, our camp here. Uh, you're, you're welcome to stay with us and we we always have food and drink. Um, do, you, do you be having any of that fermented milk? I'd be okay having milk from your own kind. I have yet to try tabaxi milk. <laughs> you notice uh, under Rudder's jacket there is something moving. Um, and it's about where you guys notice that he kept his bottle. And before you notice, before you really even kind of realize that his jacket is actually moving, out of his jacket springs a single dragon claw, and then two, and then a head, and a full half-dragon pops out. And then the second one, and the second one pops out and grabs the cork from off the ground, seals the bottle, and you can tell that they are really beat up. This is just fabulous. They aren't sure where they are, but they have just managed to escape Rudder's bottle. That's not a statement you like to hear. <laughs> are, no. are we all awake? Or just a couple of us? Only Cenotaph uh, is right now. Only Cenotaph is awake. Should Rudder make a roll, though? Since two half-dragons kind of crawled out of his coat. <laughs> you should You should definitely make a roll to see whether you wake up or not. So that, would that be perception? Yeah. Alright, let's go. That is a 16. I would say you definitely notice that there are... Uh, a couple of dragons crawling into your jacket. God, I'd hope so, man. <laughs> oh, oh, he pops his peg legs back on him. Well, you know, considering he's riddled with, you know, sexually transmitted diseases, maybe he wouldn't yes. have noticed. This might not be unusual for him. <laughs> yeah, maybe crawling things in the night is just, you know, business. <laughs> Syphilis has warped his brain. Aye, aye, that'd be the first time I had two two little dragons crawl out of me holes. <laughs>
No words. There are no <laughs> words for this. They haven't made a move yet, but they are right about here. Oh yeah, they'd be like right on top of old little old rudder. Yeah. Oh, I am still way asleep. You are still way asleep. Uh, what are you guys? What do you guys do? Rudder would uh, just look at them and go, "I, gentlemen, I'd be sorry for putting you in the bottle." They just kind of look at you and they don't really say anything. One of them draws their sword. I guess Rudder will draw his cutlass. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, roll for initiative. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Damn, son. They woke him up. He's groggy. It's like Teddy's going to be crying oh. sooner than he thought. I have to select a token and then select initiative. Well, you got to wake me up first. We'll get you all to roll initiative. Should those of us have sleeping, like, roll perception? Let's see if we wake yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so Solandra definitely wakes up. Oh, uh, shnikes. So does Teddy. How drunk is Teddy? Uh, Teddy is th- that's it. Teddy's very drunk, but I also rolled a natural 20. So Teddy's at that perfect so, level of drunk where you think you're perfectly capable of doing everything. Yeah, I am capable of doing all things. Uh, that go. happy middle ground where I can operate effectively in any situation. Drinks I'm going to go ahead and roll initiative, though. I'm guaranteeing this one's going to roll by Ed. Yep. Twelve. Varys also quitted on her initiative, so when she is awake, she will be there. <laughs> Did not turn out well for for them, but you know what? They're hurt anyway, so yeah, they're pretty beat up. We'll we'll go with a bit of a surprise round. Uh, Cenotaph, you will get the first first go because you actually <laughs> noticed them popping out of the bottle. Excellent. Cenotaph moves over. I'm assuming these are five foot squares, and he will attack the female half dragon. Yep. Or hex her. And then attack her, uh, two-handed with his longsword. His twelve hit her. Uh, that is a miss. All right. And second attack is definitely a hit. Definitely a hit for nine slashing damage. And we'll go back to Swandra. Waking up, seeing this. Okay, she's going to uh, look around and quickly snatches one of the little fireflies out of the air, blows on it, casting light in the area. So now we have. Like 30 feet of this little firefly that flies around. Cast a huge area of light so that we can see better. And. Well, she sees the cenotaph going into attack, so she will take her trident out and give it a good throw at that same dragon. Take a hit with a six. No, you don't. It's also a critical critical fail. Oh. Uh, Which dragon are you throwing it at? The one on the right, the one that the cenotaph is fighting. Female, I believe. Uh, So you. Aim very poorly, uh, <laughs> and the cenotaph takes that three points of damage that you rolled up. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not underwater. And as a bonus action, I will healing word those three hit points back here. <laughs> All right, Ferris, roll to wake up. Yeah. I will count that as your as your move action. You can take your attack action, but you can't move anywhere. That's cool. I'm in my tree. It's fine. Alright, I'm looking magic missile. Eight damage. Four darts. Uh, so she looks real beat up and pretty much down on one. Alright, All right. uh, next. That's me. So, down on one knee, you say. Easier for my short halfling arms to reach, you say. I'll take another attack against her. 17 gonna hit. It is not. Damn! Ooh, se- 17 misses, okay. Second attack. Nope. Misses Ooh. again. Alright, so. Teddy wakes up, 
kind of drunk, kind of pissed, and just grabs his... He went maul last time, so he's going to grab that big old greatsword that he's got and just move up to this one right here, uh, right in front of him, and take a big old swing. For 14, not going to do it, but going to take that extra attack. For 27, that's a critical. Oh, yeah. This, uh... This boy is is down on his knees at this point. Oh, hells yeah. 20 damage total. Just wham! I was having a great dream! And yeah, I think that's going to be it for me. Uh, so this female half-dragon is is a little upset that their their escape plan has been... Or thwarted? <laughs> yeah. You can, you can see her basically taking in a really, really big breath in a 15-foot cone for uh, damage. Oh god, there's no like dexterity saving throw or something like that? There is. Uh, you guys have to be a 15 for dex. Oh, okay. Dex? I did not do that, so 24 uh, 20. you say. I got a 20. 17. Captain Runner to be getting a 20. Am I, sorry, am I in this car? Nope, but Salandra yeah. is. Alright. Oh. So Teddy and Salandra take 24. The other two take 12. Salandra's down. Oof. Oh, I get my max hit points back, right? After the after the rest. Yeah, sorry, I'm at nine hit points. <laughs> so it's over twelve <laughs> damage. So that'll put me down to twenty-six. Sir S. Rudder gets burned by these flames. He's gonna go, Ay, that made me forget about the burning in me loins. <laughs> and <laughs> he is going to just chop at uh, the female one that just burned him with his cutlass. Okay. For a seventeen. He's not a hit. Piss. Uh, let's see what else we can do. Uh, nothing. So that's my turn. Alright. Uh, so the male half dragon uh, is looking at Teddy, and he takes out his longsword. Oh joy. Oh joy. And I'm going to assume that first one is not a hit. Nope, nope, that's not going to do it. And that's a one there. That's a, that's, a that's a one against so, old Teddy. Uh, so how do you, do you deflect his attack? Um, what I want to say that I just like look. Teddy's from like a bar background, so I do- he dodges the first one right, and then as the second one comes in, the opportunity is just too good, and just knees him right in the balls. <laughs> okay. All right. So he is he is down on his knees again. <laughs> Noise. prone at this point. Yeah, and he, he's got his, uh, basically holding his gut, and he's got his sword on the ground. Yeah, your stomach's gonna hurt for the rest of your short life there, buddy. <laughs> uh, Alright, taking a nasty hit. <laughs> uh, Solandra's gonna just, her eyes will go white, and she reaches up to the sky as clouds start to form, and she's gonna use Shatter. Uh, centering it behind the two dragons so that the ten-foot sphere just catches them instead of the three in the group. And then I'm also going to channel Divinity Destructive Wrath, so instead of uh, rolling anything, they're just going to take max damage. So they're going to take 30 damage, thunder damage, as a crack of lightning hits the ground and and just... Holy crap, salad. What? As it shatters their bones... So they just, they basically just melt at this point, because they're both dead. Sweet. Um, yeah, their bones would be broken, they'd pretty much just fall into a, a pile of each okay. other. Rudder spits uh, on yeah. them. 
a pile of each other is a beautiful way to say that. <laughs> so that is uh, that is that. Those two those two half dragons were uh, were blighted previously, and as their bodies fall to the ground, black smoke just sort of rises and dissipates. So their bodies aren't blighted anymore. Their bodies are not blighted. Rudder's gonna dig. Rudder's gonna dig through whatever remains of the female. This is how you get diseases. Before anybody touches the male, Solange's gonna walk up and cast Revivify on him, and start, begin to tie his arms and legs. So yeah, that dragon's back at one health, and he is restrained. So there on the female, uh, there is a plate mail, a long sword, and a short sword, and a heavy crossbow. A heavy crossbow, you say? Mm-hmm. I had the same thought. I mean, they're both, they're both equipped with the same items. Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I ain't one to see people brought back from the dead, so I think I'm just going to might go back to sleep. Going to be going to be real. This doesn't seem like my kind of scene. Uh, y'all have a um, good night <laughs> doing rooting through bodies and doing whatever the hell this is. Is, is. there any viable body parts on this uh, female half-dragon? That's where Teddy goes to sleep. So, from your knowledge, uh, dragon scales go for a relatively hefty price uh, if you can get them. Okay. Uh, is there like is there like a hail? Is there like just a hand or something? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, he'll pick up like one of her hands, if possible, too, and he'll wrap them up in some spare bit of cloth he had, put them in his inside his coat. Okay. Uh, before I cast Revivify, I just want to make sure: are they dismembered, or is one of them? Are they? The, the only reason one of them is dismembered is because Rudder just cut off her hands. Okay, because if she if, if they're both dismembered, there's no point in revivifying one of them. But yes, if the male is like at least fully intact, intact. <laughs> okay. all parts are accounted for. And as she lays her hand on his head, revivifying, she'll just say back to Teddy, "You know, it's just like waking up. It's not like we're bringing him back from the dead. You know, it's like he's asleep, and then we boom." As I cast it. He's awake. Yeah, I guess all his parts are there, but I mean, is he gonna stay that way for long? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Thank you. Thank you for proving the point. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like, did they draw on us? Did we draw on them? I was asleep, so I don't really know. Well, like, let the story. I, I just like to think that once someone has passed into that sweet embrace of death, which is inevitable for all of us, no matter how hard we strive, Teddy takes a huge drink out of his flask. That there they should remain. Uh, the uh, the half dragon. It's like, are you are you guys going to give me a reason why you brought me back, or should I just throw myself into the fire? Now shut up and don't humanize yourself. All right, you, you are should, an object uh, to this conversation. I, Someone get him. Be, this is unacceptable. You should be throwing yourself. You should be throwing yourself into the flames. I want to see your skin. Crack. For real, if no one moves like. to gag him, Teddy moves to gag him. Wait, is he still um, no, I need him to talk. Well, time. I don't want make him make me feel bad for him. All right, because it's a matter of time. They're not corrupted anymore. Sorry. Uh, they're not corrupted anymore. Oh wait a minute. Yes, this is an interesting point. They're not corrupted anymore. Still uh, gonna gag him. Apparently, death cures the <laughs> the plague. What's your name? First of all, my name is Cilandro. What is yours? My name is uh, Zian. Zian. Uh, what are you? Nope. Once you name him, you can't. You can't give him away. That's the same rule as picking up a puppy. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Once you name him, you can't. Pet. Well, and I gag him. 
All right, well, we'll just limit this to yes or no questions. Once turn, no, turn back to Salandra. Once you take an animal and you name it, you will never give it away. All right? That's what happened with know, my cat. No, you're That's what happened with my dog. And you're not going to kill me, are you? Because Salandra. Well, he told me your name. Mm-hmm. So you're like uh, a pet. He be, be kind of right. I called me Ship Bessie. Right? Uh-huh. So, look. Look. All right? That's an extreme example. Okay? That is the far end of where this goes. But I'm telling you right now, you let him keep talking, he's going to make us feel all kinds of bad for him. When reality is, we are the ones that walked in on him doing his business, trapped him inside of a small confined bottle, which we have discovered in since time to be a mimic, and then when he made his escape, we killed him and then unkilled him. I know, that's why I want to find out what's going on, because and it's kind of unfair. Now, look... I'm not going to call you by your name because I do not care to remember it because then it will be more difficult to do what I have to do. And I look back at the half dragon. If we let you go. Are you thinking his name is Zane? Zane. Sure. Bill is Zane. Like that dude from that thing. (laughs) All right. Women and children first. Looking back at the half dragon. (laughs) Teddy kind of like nodding at Salandra. We are actively carving up his friend. You are actively carving. I'm trying to get him. No, no, no. Teddy wants to be clear about this point. Teddy is doing no carving of any kind. Both hands in the air, empty. This is not on me. I'm not carving Now, look. And I look back at the half-dragon finally. If we let you go, let's be real. You're probably going to go tell your people. Yes or no? Yes or no? Nod or shake your head. Simple answers. He shakes his head. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you're. I was gonna bet to call him out for lying. Mm-hmm. Now, so my now, only option here is to either throw you into the shallowest grave I can find, or drag you behind me like a puppy. Would you say that is correct, Billy Zane? Looking at the half dragon, he shakes his head yes. Which or no? We can hang him up by his feet in the tree, and we can play with him and tickle him. Now that just is beyond the pale, and I don't want to know why that is your first thought. Well, I, on the seas with the other pirates and the scoundrels, I found that if we tickle them with me hat, he points to the feather on his hat, they tell all their secrets. That's a facepalm moment for Teddy. That's a hard facepalm. <laughs> you know, there are easier ways. I could just, like, and I start to... Uh, carve a little circle in the ground around the dragon as they're talking and just explaining like um sometimes you can take an area and anybody inside of it can't really tell a lie so we could just like that's how i got married as teddy fiddles the ring on his finger i'm gonna tell you what why don't I go somewhere a little bit out of earshot so that when you're done with him and you, you you got all the questions out of your system and you need done what needs doing, I don't feel quite as bad about it. And he fingers his How much? I think you uh, should really, like, get rid of those human emotions that are really, like, dragging you down, man. <laughs> uh, Rudder seems gonna, to make you very anxious. Rudder's gonna look at Billy Zane and, uh... Yes! Ask him. All right, I needed you. Basically, looks at Salandra when she says, "Get rid of those human emotions," and gives gives her just the dirtiest look. I mean, he is he is also half human. 
I even needed you, Half Lizard, to tell me one thing. I want to point uh, out, yeah, on that note, I want to point out to the Ganassi, aren't you half human? Let's talk about these human. What's the other half? Let's be real. Which one of your Which uh, one of your ancestors rode the typhoon and had too good of a time? We are not even human at all. We um, we are born from the great water goddess herself. Well, being a, I mean, look, I I just don't know what to tell you here. Like, I, I just don't want to think I'm killing a good person at the end of the day. All right, when a fire giant stands up off his throne and tries to smash me into the ground. I know where my morality's at, but when it comes to someone who can yes or no and make me feel feelings about it, I gotta think more than once at least. You weren't thinking very hard when you stabbed it. Well, I'm gonna look back at the half-dragon. Were you thinking clearly at that time? Be honest. He says we... No, he's guys gag still. Oh yeah. He, that's right, he, doesn't, he just shakes his head. And that's what I thought. So I apologize for stabbing you in that instance, and I point, look back at Varys and, and everybody else, and now I feel bad because he clearly didn't know what he's doing, and I definitely can't kill him now. Moment lost, and I ungag him. <sighs> what was your name again? This is, uh, my name was Zian. Zian, I'm definitely not going to kill you now. I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel bad about this as it is. I, I'd i be thinking about cutting out his tongue. Not my bit. No, th- no, no one's cutting out his tongue. Ugh. As, as soon as Rudder says that, he starts, like, flaming at the mouth. He says, I want to keep my tongue. Thank you. Now, none of that. And, and Teddy will, like, actively pull the hammer out. All right, look, Zian. I feel bad about this at a certain point because I feel like you probably just come out of a nice long nap if I'm not mistaken but you do that again and it won't be your tongue we're talking about it'll be really just the front of your face it's been a while since I've experienced or, or encountered any any real challenge that's that's fine I, uh, I, I just really wanted to get some information from him um, we're kind of wandering blindly and you know we did get rid of the blight so we know that killing something and then bringing it back get rid of the blight so maybe we're even I don't know do you live with the blight Zio? Zio? Um, this is magical creatures and he, and he looks at, at you Salandra and he looks at uh, at Teddy as well and says Creatures that are like ourselves, elemental or elven in nature or draconic, often times when they encounter the autumn death, their mind is altered. They are not killed. In fact, a lot of my tribe decided to stay within the forest and face the autumn death, willingly becoming blighted because they knew that Somewhere along the line, they may be free of the blight, or maybe their magical ancestry may eventually find a way to fight it off. How would they How would they view you coming back if you weren't blighted anymore? Would they see you as like some sort of like pariah, or maybe like a, uh, a, a god among their people? Or, or would they kill you, Zian? No. There are some who manage to avoid the blight. Uh, much like the Tabaxi uh, Druid Circle here, uh, those of us who were blighted and those of us who are not 
uh, live in separate parts of our, our village, but still live in harmony. Do you gain anything from the blight? Like, do you feel different now? He says, I, I feel clear. My, my senses are clear. So you would rather say it you almost, lose something from the blight? You, he says, the, the power that you gain, in return, you give up your, your mental faculties. Uh, you become more of a backseat driver. I got you. Well, Nazian, I got one real important question for you. With all that information you just shared with us in mind, my new scaly friend, god damn it. I got one question. Do you, are you upset that we killed your friend? She, she would have preferred to die in battle. And that's exactly what had happened. If I untie you, are you going to try to kill us or bring people here to kill us? Or can we talk all civil-like? I'll even, I'll tell you what, and Teddy, like, reaches and grabs whatever acceptable cup he can find and pours a drink from his flask and passes it, like, holds it out, realizes he's still tied, and then, like, pulls it back a little and says, I'll even be as hospitable as possible as long as you just, we we don't want to die. Right? And I look at everybody else. Before you be to untying Billy Mays here, I got the question. Bill Zane, we've already established, but he's got a real name now, and now we we gotta keep that. You were blighted, and you be inside me ship. Now me ship be blighted. Do you got any yes, ideas how I fix that? Well, if the same rules apply, it sounds like we gotta drop your ship down right to the point of death till the blight leaves it, and then heal it. Or we be transferring the blight to something else, if possible. I don't know that's how it works, but I don't know. I could Zian try and says, remove the curse from it. The the blight, as far as we know, the blight leaves when, again, and he points to Teddy and says, when something is closer to death or unconscious, I don't, it, it doesn't, he says it's, it's very much a symbiotic relationship in that... It needs to be a living host, or a conscious host, or something with strength. If something is unconscious or close all right, Rudder's dumb. Leave. He's yeah. not going to let the dragon finish. He's going to pop the cork off a little bit. Is that speaking to the bottle? Crew, get gut smut. You know me, first mate, down there, to fill the lower decks with the gunpowder barrels and blow them up. Thanks. And he closes the cork and puts it back in his coat. Aye, that should do it. Teddy's, <laughs> Teddy just leans as far away from that as possible. In fact, can I recommend we put the bottle like somewhere else for a little bit? Maybe bury it. Keep it in his. Rudder's gonna keep it in his coat. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Teddy just like starts like kind of like just throws his arms out to the side, whoever's next to him, and just backs up very slow. Varys also backs up. I be thinking this will be fine. Hey, Rudder, you know, that coat looks great on you, but you know who I would think it would look better on? No. Who? Our good old buddy Zian here. I think he would look quite fetching in that coat, especially well within maybe the next 30 seconds or so. I that'd be a funny picture, and Rudder's going to put the coat on Zian. Now, Zian? <laughs> He, uh, he says, yes. I'm going to take that coat off of you. Do you, you, you know, I'm going to take it off, but you ain't going to tell nobody to come after us, right? I, 
I don't think anyone would have any interest. Great. And Teddy's going to walk towards him, like, kind of quickly, but also, like, turn back to everybody else and say, somebody dig me a hole real quick. I'll begin to start digging a hole. <laughs> just real, it doesn't need to be big. Just, just you know, and I'm going to take that coat off of him and just casually grab that bottle and, like, slide it into the ground where that hole is. Doesn't need to be deep. And put the coat back on Rudder and say, you look better in it. Aye, that'd be true. And wait. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait for this <laughs> explosion. Rudder, roll me Excellent. a d20. I can do that. How does a nine sound? A nine sounds okay. A nine sounds like a number. Your crew, seeing that your ship is slightly blighted, but also the fact that you asked, basically asked to blow them all up inside this bottle creates like a fake fire. <laughs> just enough, just enough to like put black smoke into the uh, uh, into the bottle, um, as if there's been a bit of an explosion, um, and they basically fake the explosion. <laughs> Because they are not blowing themselves up. And that is that is kind of the extent of it. But they, they tr- do, do their best to make a big, bit of a racket. Uh, okay. And so the bottle the bottle is still intact. All right. But the outsides are, uh, are tinted with, like, was there like an right. audible, Was there, like, a visible so rudder's really the dumb. bottle or some kind of sound? Rudder's really dumb. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> He's going to run over to the bottle, pick it up. Look inside, pop the cork open a little bit, and goes, I, good job, everybody. I'm glad you'd be looking safe down there. And he puts it back in his coat. <laughs> I Cody's see, I told you. I told you, everything be fine. Varys, like, leans over to, like, set a tap or something. Did you hear an explosion, or? No. I hmm. expected something much more bombastic. Explosive? It's a little anticlimactic. <laughs> Well, well, that's about as much climax as I can take for one evening. Good night. Yes, yes, that is exactly what she said. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. And Teddy's gonna go back to sleep because it's like the middle of the night, right? Are you Are you guys keeping? I'll keep an eye tied up. Oh, right. Shit, I forgot about him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> shit. No, Teddy's gonna sit. Knock is gonna move to the tent and go. Damn it. Turn back towards Ian. What do we do about that? Aye, we be killing him. Nope, nope, nope. We can't do that now. No. It's too late. It's too late. Zian is immediately pointing his face towards you and getting ready for, for some fun. Zian, no one's going to kill you. Um, it's not going to happen. I know your name. We've talked a little bit. I'm not I'm not just going to kill you. It, it feels like cold-blooded murder right now, and that's not me. Ferris is just going to release him. Yeah, that seems about right 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 now. <laughs> Go on, leave us alone. Uh, so as you as you guys untie him, he like stretches his arms, and as in the moment that he stretches his arms, he sprouts two wings uh, and stretches his wings and his arms. He says, uh, "Okay, don't forget your friend." <laughs> he he, he kind of he laughs a little. He's like, "That's morbid," and he. Basically scoops her up and and her weapons and, and flies off. Rudder's gonna yell up after him as he flies away. Do you want her hands back? He does not answer you. 
Swanger will turn to everybody and be like, See? We made the friend, and we got some information, and figured out a little bit more about the blight. Right? You know, sometimes... And we saved me ship. Yes, sometimes people volunteer to be your friend, and sometimes you volunteer people to be your friend, and... I think he's our friend. I think that will come back to help us later. Teddy didn't have to kill his pet that he named. It all, it all worked out great. He named himself. Can you imagine if a dog looked up in you and said, No, no, my name is this? Uh-uh. She kind of so, little... looks over at Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Chef's Night, the place where DMs come out to play. As always, thanks so much for listening, and if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you would like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shout out, or even check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, but one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. Also, if you could give us a review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Reviews help us get seen. Last but not least, a big shout out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen. You can find the rest as follows. Jesse of DMs of Vancouver, Justin from Monsters and Monstrosities, Steve from Classless Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Kilt, all of which are fantastic podcasts that we recommend you check out. Links are always provided in the show notes. Like we mentioned in our last episode, we'll be looking for some new players. So if you'd like to come out and play with us, reach out on social media or through the contact form at dmscastkitchen.com. The next episode of this arc will be out on February 14th, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. It is I'm going to go back to bed now. <laughs> he is staring off into space. Uh, so it's, it's uh, Rudder's watch now. Oh no. Hell With his yeah. one eye, because he has an eye patch, so it's one eyeball. He spends the whole night turning it back and forth so he gets his full range of view. <laughs> <laughs> so during during Rudder's watch, the uh, actually did, did Rudder put his uh, his jacket back on? He did, yeah. Okay. Uh, so as as you're sitting around the campfire, the the fire crackles a little bit and. A couple of a couple of members kind of like fly out and onto the onto your jacket, burning a couple of holes in your jacket. But it doesn't other doesn't that, that's about it. Doesn't really make it much look much worse than it is. It's already super tattered and stained <laughs> with blood and other unmentionable fluids. Oh god, that's a, that's where like four that's, of his that's grim. Residing. That's grim. Yeah. You just get some SCDs from wearing the coat. <laughs> oh no, poor. Uh, so Billy you just Zane. gave the Billy's <laughs> <laughs> I hope we didn't just go all British merchants on some Native Americans on that poor dragonborn and just infect him with every disease of the Underdark that he has not been exposed to for 300 years. Plague blankets, we got plague jackets. You have STDs you don't even have names for. <laughs> Alright, so we all get a good night's rest for the remainder of the night. Yeah, you you all can heal. Up. Our dreams haunted Excellent. by that. Uh, so as you as you guys uh, wake up in the morning, uh, in that last two hours, uh, 
the as Rudder is continuing to keep watch, uh, the Tabaxi uh, Druid Circle packs up before the rest of you wake up and uh, starts marching on. And you guys are left mostly alone uh, around this campfire. What is your next? Uh... Do they say anything before they leave? Uh, they they just wave to to Rudder and Link leaves another cup of fermented milk. Excellent. Uh, I would say as, as everyone's waking up, they oh, would yeah. see Rudder relieving himself in the fire. Oh my god. That is very gross. That's not a good Morden. <laughs> oh, Teddy, Teddy turns right and turns right so that he's facing a different direction. I, uh, this this be one of the best feelings you can have. I, beg to differ. I think all of this is subjective. Yeah. Rudder, where are the tabaxi? Uh, I, they left. But uh, they'd be leaving me some extra fermented milk if anybody wants some. Did you think to ask where they were going? No, I did not. So where do we go from here? I I believe we should follow the stars. Rudder, have you ever navigated by the stars in your dark underground life? Have you ever seen the stars? (laughs) Only when I'm drunk. Good gods. Ugh. Have have you ever seen the rain? Oh, oh, oh God. I was you can thank Jeff for rubbing yeah. off on Thank you for the CCR. Uh, I appreciate the CCR. It makes me feel at home. You- I need more whiskey, but I feel very at home. I be a master navigator. I can follow anything. Rudder, if you can tell me which end of a sextant you look through, I'll be more than impressed. I don't be using sextants, I just use my pure intelligence and my will and my luck of the sea. Oh man, I, I, I tee that up for you and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris so is going to turn to Senatath and Solandra and <laughs> leave those two to their own things. Now, Rudder, let oh, me tell I you why this. that was a tee up and Teddy gets in real close and starts to explain the joke. Yeah. So, so what are what are the other three doing? So McVarrister's a life and Well, I guess the city is safe to return to now. But this wasn't our only mission up here, was it? No. Um, I guess <laughs> the only place we really know is uh, Raquel. The cenotaph was saying something about the city that they lived in, and we could try there. I don't really know anywhere else that we should be going. We should search Did the notes say anything? Oh, there might right. be supplies. Well, well yes, yeah, so what you're saying is correct. We may have a bit of a journey ahead of ourselves if we want to make it to Raquel. Now, see, Rudder, the joke is all about the sex part of there. the sex. <laughs> <laughs> I can make food and water for us. But so we might find that. something very high in alcohol content to deal with that. She, like, waves at Teddy Rudder. Okay, okay. You see, sex is the thing that happens when all the good stuff happens around you. As, as the two of you finish your conversation, you see the three of us just staring at you. I'd be a master of the sex, little Teddy. Now, I believe you. I'm just trying to make sure we're all speaking on the same terms here, because, of course, Tan is that spot between the front and the back that really is neither. Taint the front, taint the back. Just taint the middle. Teddy, I, 
I have you ever been tainted? As as I realize that everyone else is <laughs> As I realize that everyone else is now paying attention to us again. Oh sh Yes. Well, Teddy, I I never had a health a half elf in my life yet. Oh my god. Nope, nope, and I take a take a free five foot step to the right. <laughs> Varys just begins packing up her stuff at this point. She's and like, I'm going to have this conversation. Rudder would finally pack himself away and uh, just laugh. Oh, I just be joking, little Teddy. Do you? If you put yourself in your shell, can we drag you behind us like a sled? No, no, no. I didn't, like, go into my shell. I just put myself back in my pants. But could we? Oh, God. No, he weighs a lot. How much does he weigh? Let me check. Look, if if yeah, the, the are pretty if, if if whoever could move stones to make Stonehenge, I feel like oh, we could move a turtle. He's only he's only four hundred and thirty five pounds. <laughs> only. <laughs> so what you're saying is we should go to the top of a mountain? No, and ride Teddy down. No, ride Rudder down. Or sorry, Teddy, not Teddy will absolutely ride Rudder down. But I also feel like if you just decided to get lazy, we could like strap a couple ropes to you and just. If you laid on your back on your shell side, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Maybe take off your coat first, but... Or maybe not. I don't know. Rudder doesn't like that. <laughs> How do you feel if we rode you down a hill? I mean, I think that'd be quite the same. That wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's very interesting. Someone rode you down a Teddy hill. fiddles with his wedding ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a raised eyebrow look and continues on with the eyebrows, eyebrows. Uh, so your guys' thoughts about moving on? Were you going to explore the city or were you going to... I think that's the consensus. Yeah, I think we're going to explore the city, try to fish and something to help us. Okay. Yeah. You know, and also interesting notes, uh, alcohol, items, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Maybe okay. a local map, actually. Yeah, that'd be great. Rudder would probably be looking for a place where he could enjoy some uh, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe right. you could find some nice rats in the city. Do you eat so, rats? And I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would eat the rats. Would you not eat the rats? Oh no, I'm, <laughs> I, I can create my own food. Um, <laughs> You know, soft-shelled crab, um, gumbo made of shrimps. Could make gumbo with rats. They are quite tasty. You skin them, and you marinate them for ten days in herbs. (laughs) No, 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 look, here's your problem. First of all, you don't tell people it's a rat. You call it tunnel mink, and you press it two more gold expensive than anything else on the menu. Oh, I see. You lie to them to get them <laughs> to eat the bad food. To get rid now, of excuse me, I... have you ever eaten a rat? Because they are plump, juicy, and full of protein. A rat will burrow through three feet of solid stone to get to where it finds food. And well, an animal with that much tenacity... eat the garbage. But you know what? Someone's got to. I don't eat garbage. Well, you I don't never, eat garbage. Uh... I don't know about Rudder, but someone's got to. <laughs> I never... <laughs> I never, uh, I never be eating a rat, but I went southern there for a second. Oh, that's <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. But I be, I be having a fun time once with a were rat. If that makes any 
is relevant. Where where you rat is between you and that bottle. Alrighty. There's a city ahead of us that we should go to. Teddy looks around for people to get his joke, realizes this is not going to happen, and just drinks whatever he's got handy. Alright, so we make our way to the city. <laughs> are, you, are you guys are going back into the city? Yes. Or, okay. Uh, the city is, again, uh, the same city you guys were just in, so uh, there's the mess hall that Salandra uh, was in earlier, mm-hmm. uh, or the night before. Uh, there is a what looks to be a disused blacksmith shop and um, just like an old an older item shop uh, that you guys have available to uh, loot to walk into everything else is kind of is more residential or broken down kind of not really safe to, to run into and I have X those off for you I'm going to tell you what, Teddy's going to be heading into some of those residential buildings and looking for any cabinets that may have survived. Okay. Varys is going to be just kind of wandering around looking for any books or scrolls. Okay. Rudder will follow Teddy into this little building. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Teddy, you have made your way into the mess hall. Perfect. That seems to be exactly the kind of place that I want. Uh, so you, a couple of things that you definitely notice right away is the kitchen area is in the direct, uh, direct rear of it. There are some of those smaller casks of, of ale or whiskey, some leftover food, um, but obviously it's been so long that you probably wouldn't want to trust it. No, 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 no. We're not interested in the food. That's not. That's not why we're here. Yeah. Um. So having it's been like what you I think 158 years. Right? Since it's been like 198. 198. Okay, sorry. That was, that was, I, was, I was within spitting distance for an elf. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like do those whiskey casks have like a little tap on them? Uh, they they are kind of like corked up with uh, with a with a chunk of wood. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and like really delicately remove one of them and just take a sniff of 200 year aged whiskey. All right. And oh, <laughs> oh your nose lights oh, on. God, fire. this was already worth it. Oh, mercy. Well, I'll tell you what, Rudder, I'm glad you're here, my friend, because this is about to be profitable for both you and me. Should we ever survive to go back to, well, somewhere where the night sky is far less interesting? Um, and I, Teddy starts lining up all of these casks on the floor. Your ship got a, uh, you know, cargo hold? Aye, she does. Well, I'll tell you what. When, when I was growing up and Mama was out of town, Daddy always told me the best cure for really anything that ails you was a quick shot to the face and quick pump of the blood. So uh, if your ship's having some troubles, why don't we, uh, and I point down at the barrels of whiskey, why don't we give her just a quick snifter of the good stuff, see how she's doing? Maybe just like one barrel, the rest of it just sits down in there until we need it. I, I'd be content with that. Oh, there we go. That's a that's a right profitable venture. How many barrels are we talking about here so I can stop worrying about alcohol for Teddy for a while? Uh, I don't know. How many barrels we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many barrels are we talking, DM? Uh, seven. Oh. Oh, yes. Are we talking like... Or, all right, so this is the important part. Are we talking like one of those little Heineken mini keg things where you're like, oh, I guess this is cool, and then it like goes away, and you're like, oh, that was dumb. Um, or are we talking like a barrel? 
So you've got three large cakes, like large. Oh yeah! All right. And four of the small, small little <laughs> four, four little four little BS barrels. All right, that's good enough. So I'm going to keep one of those four little BS barrels out and just kind of divvy it up between the many flasks that Teddy carries on his person at all times, which probably equals that to a little mini barrel anyway. Um, and then we're going to put the other three mini barrels and three large barrels into the cargo hold of Bessie because right, um, bag of holding. He rudder's gonna pop open the the uh, the cork a little the cork and yell down. I got some we got some stuff coming down for you. Put these in the cargo hold. F- feed a little bit of it to Betsy. See if it makes her feel better. And you see this half ogre's hand come out of the bottle and just grab some of the barrels and just pull them in. And while the cork is open, <laughs> Teddy goes and take one of the big ones for yourselves, boys. You hear, you hear laughter and cheering coming from inside the bottle. You make friends wherever you go. Alright, Cenotaph. What are you up to? The Cenotaph is going to search, I guess, the shop, right? You said there was one of those? Yep. yep. <clears throat> That's where Solandra is. Yeah, so that so. The, Solandra is at the is at the blacksmith, and uh, Varys is just outside the, the item shop. Alright. Then I will go into the item shop. All right. Are you looking for anything in particular? Um, I mean, I'm looking for uh, more alcohol, mostly because I know that Teddy seems to not function without it. Um, <laughs> that is a fair um, assessment. Also, uh, anything that we can use as basic tools, or uh, more importantly, any sort of safe where someone may have kept or forgot or left some more valuable items. Okay. So you see as you walk in the front door, there is a there's a counter not too far from the front uh, the front door. And almost like a magazine rack out front, there are vials of, of potion. Uh, a couple, most of them are broken. Uh, but there's about two or three there that are still full. Um, on the bottom, there are again about three of those mini mini cakes of, of drink, and in the back, kind of in the wall, uh, is this popped open. It looks like it almost looks like someone would have used it as a safe, but it's just like a wooden crate with a door on it. All right, I root around in that to see if there's anything around. Okay, um, looking looking in that. Uh, I'm not going to get you involved perception because it's so tiny. Uh, there are uh, 20 gold pieces. Alright. A single diamond necklace and something that looks like, basically looks like an opal. And those are the only things that you find. Alright. Well, I will pocket those for the moment. Are the, You said there are two or three unbroken potions? Yes. Are they labeled at all? Yeah, so, I mean, you are you looking to take those potions? Yes. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm more or less collecting everything except for the cakes, because I don't think the Cenotaph could carry them. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, they're, but there's they're just the small, like, Heineken cake things, if that's what you're... But yeah, that's, uh... Yep, you can you can take it. All those potions are still, are still good. Alright. Um, those are things that you want to add to your inventory. Yep. I will. And, uh, though, the, like, my question still stands, are they labeled? Like, 
Oh, or do I um, figure out? What sorry, they are? that you cut out when you uh, when you said that. So, oh, okay. um, one of them has a so it's a green, a red, and a blue potion. The red is a is your kind of typical healing uh, healing potion. Uh, the blue says on it and, it, and it says magic, and then two question marks. And there's a green one that says. It basically says gambler's choice, and that's what they—that's what their level does. Well, I know exactly who I'm going to give that one to. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, is there anything else of interest in the shop? Uh, I will roll uh, perception, uh, uh, like look around, mm-hmm. or an investigate, whichever you prefer. Yeah, roll perception. Twenty. Okay. Um, there's there's maybe one or two things, uh, a couple of books that are on. Uh, that were once for sale, uh, some scrolls, but other than that, nothing, nothing else of value. All right. Uh, well, that's that's me done searching in the shop. All right. Um, Salandra, uh, you have marked off here. I'm sorry. What was the last place? You had the mess hall, the shop, uh, and the blacksmith. Oh, the blacksmith. Right. That's where exactly where I wanted to go. Um, yes, I'm gonna search the blacksmiths. Okay. Are you looking for anything in particular? Do I? Does it look like a blacksmith's uh, forge, or does it? Just yeah. Like- so there's there's a forge in the back, and there are some pre-made weapons in the front for sale, or um, would have been for sale. I'm gonna peruse through for any uh, finely made weapons, anything that looks like it's stood the test of time, relatively unscathed. Salandra uses uh, a whip from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of in a, like a glass case, covered in dust on the uh, on the desk that the blacksmith would use to converse with his customers is a single handle. Uh, this handle is made of kind of like a it's a finely crafted silver with waves etched into it, mm-hmm. but all it is is a handle. I take and, okay. <clears throat> um, I, say, I take a look around, yeah, and I just if nobody's looking, I'll smash the glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but other than that, most of the other weapons and items in there are kind of your typical spears, uh, long swords, great swords, stuff like that. Okay, I uh, will take the silver handle. Okay, uh, so tell me, explain to me what your what your whip looks like when you use it. Um, it essentially, so her whip is uh, an extended form of controlling water. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Basically, water extends out from her hand and becomes basically about, I'd say, six or seven feet of water that she's able to control. And uh, it, basically, the water forms around her hand, stays solid, and that's how it stays attached. And it's basically just on con- on command; she can conjure it. And a whip is—I think it's one d four, right? Yes, okay. correct. So, as you as you grab onto this whip, you can you can feel that it is that the waves that are etched into the silver uh, are almost drying a little bit of that water element out of you. Oh. Um, almost in a way that it's that you're able to direct it, direct the flow into it if you, if you want. That said, the uh, if you were to 
put more into it, uh, it would form into a whip as it is just a handle. It's like a focus. But it is a it is definitely more powerful. Hmm. Um, you get one d six out of it, as well as an additional one d six elemental damage. So you can add elements of magic to your water for additional damage. Okay. Uh, so whether you want it to be poison or or if you want the water to uh, say have an element of fire and steam and burn okay. that can be that can be your choice you can uh, you can add that additional damage or even just keep it as like force damage kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's 1d6 um, I think are whips slashing damage or are they just they are slashing uh, yes. I think they're slashing okay. yeah. Yeah, so 1d6 slashing damage, 1d6 elemental. Uh, and uh, Varys, we're uh, still looking for... Yeah, Varys is going to look for books and scrolls. We're kind of checking a lot of the, like, houses, since it's kind of the other guys managed to get into most of the other, like, the more intact buildings. So she's going to be kind of hoping through houses, looking for, like, anything even from, like, journals or scrolls, any form of writing or anything. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she's just looking for information, or is she looking for... Information, maps, spells, history, anything. Okay. She just likes to read and gather information, so... So, the the first house that you enter into um, has a small, a small bookshelf of various different books and scrolls. Uh, roll Perception for me. <laughs> so you find a magic scroll that is entitled the finer points of magic and this allows you to twice per day more direct uh, your area of effect magics that would also affect your teammates um, so it basically it is the, you're walking into an old wizard's home who had kind of perfected the idea of area of effect um, being able to weave magic in a way that if you are not able to do it now Make sure that if your comrades are in the area, uh, that they will not be affected by your area of effect. Uh, so things like Thunder Wave or, or other magics that are going to be like a 10-foot, 15-foot radius okay. are free from harm. Neat. There are also a, cother, a couple other books that are more or less just about honing your skills, but you will have to take some time to read those to gain their effects if they have any. Okay. Is there, like, how many books are they labeled or anything like that? Um, there is kind of a, there's a set of three books that are basically, they're set up as basically honing your skills for dummies. Um, (laughs) The Magic for Dummies collection. Magic for Dummies collection. Um, it is, it's really just, uh, just hone, uh, the basic guide to, to honing your skills and there's a lot of just simple information as to kind of do's and don'ts when it comes to being out in the world and using particular uh, particular skills. Cool. Alright, she'll grab out stuff and put it in her bag. You guys are thoroughly searched? Meet back, meet back up in the center city. Rudder is going to look at Teddy and be like, I, do you think we should try drinking from one of these little mini barrels before we get back together? Teddy halfway through one. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> he wipes the dust from his eye and holds out a hand. 
yeah, he'll pass over whatever glasses. I mean, I'm assuming that I've been pouring these into flasks, so I just hand Rudder a flask. <laughs> Rudder is going to chug the entire flask. Well, with that in mind, and Teddy will take back the empty flask and look around for any building that may happen to look like an inn. Or used to look like an inn, maybe a couple hundred years ago. There's one building closer to the front of the city that was once an inn, but the building has since been, I guess, I wouldn't say has since been demolished, but is in disrepair and has caved in. So, uh, fuck all that noise. Teddy's gonna walk around to the back of the building and just whistle himself a little tune while he looks for those telltale doors down into a cellar. Rudder would have followed as well, just because Rudder doesn't want to be alone. Alright. Do you want a perception? Yep. Oh man, and I just closed the character sheet. Alright, here we go. Very middle of the road. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as, uh, as you kind of roll around the back, you see... <laughs> you see that there's kind of like a, a broken down wagon that has been kind of overturned on top of a, on top of a cellar. You're not really sure whether. Oh, move it! Oh no 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 no! There's no movement here. Teddy just oh well, I guess that's just <laughs> business sometimes, and grabs that big old maul and just starts bashing pieces of 200 year old rotted wood out of the way including the <laughs> cellar doors okay. no care to noise just right. just hulk smash i think this is like when vera steps up the street and she just sees this happening i assume that everyone else hears this like i'm not being teddy is oh, not yeah. being shy about and, it just smash is like right behind rudder is right behind teddy so I assume you're um, cheering okay, so me you, on. You looking for for more alcohol? Rudder's like drunk <laughs> from charging, chugging the flask. He's like, Aye. so yeah. I'm trying to get into the cellar specifically. Okay. Uh, so as you as you get into the kind of break away the doors and uh, see the the stairs that go down, you see that the cave in is actually so bad that it had come into the cellar. So most of your way is blocked off right at the base of the stairs, but there is one, two of those smaller cakes right at the base of the stairs. The rest of the place has kind of been busted up. Damn, I was hoping for owners always keep their safe downstairs or no one can get to it, but uh, you know what? Can't complain, and I grab those two smaller kegs. (laughs) All right. There's more to Teddy than his than his burgeoning functional alcoholism. Mm, okay. <laughs> Alright, I'll take it. Yeah, alright, fair enough, I'll take it. He likes Wait, to stab things. Yeah, he likes to stab things, he likes the feel of like a full full pocket of gold, but for now he'll just, you know, happy himself with more 200 year old whiskey and, and walk back to everybody else. Adding it to the end. And yeah, Rudder. Rudder will follow. So I figure kind of once we're probably down here in the city, it will probably be done for the night. Yeah, I think so. Was mm-hmm. there anything else anyone wanted to do in the city before we carry No, on? nope. Could we figure out what we're all going to do next? Well, so all right. Before we no, before we call it, this is this is less like a, a Teddy question, but oh, oh, that's not good. Okay, so this is the question: Is yeah, can we find like a map of the overworld in any of these buildings if we search until sundown? Oh yeah, sorry, I 
I would say that there was a map of the overworld. Once we have the map, Teddy would like to spread that out and look at the rest of the party and say, all right, look, we're here. I don't think there's any getting back down. Where in the hell are we going? What are we doing? What is our direction in life right now? Because honestly, I'm going to be real with you. A lot of my drinking lately has been because I can see what my mama told me was called the sun. Didn't know what that was until, well, yesterday. And uh, also, the stars. Not prepared for all this light, and I don't like where any of this is going. I would very much like to know where the hell we are going, what we are doing, and what our plan to get back underground to all of our families and loved ones is. Varys turns to um, the cenotaph. Where is your Raquel? The cenotaph points towards the bottom east, like southeast of the map, to Raquel. She's just down at the corner. So way the hell out the way is what you were telling me. All right, well then, look. It seems that down to the southwest, maybe... Ah, shit. Teddy looks for a legend somewhere on the map. Insert approximate number of miles to the southwest. So it's it's a couple weeks to travel. Couple? To Raquel? Yeah. Oh, to Raquel. I thought you, just for a second, meant that little watchtower at that crossroads there between Surefoot and whatever's in the no. middle, and I shit my pants for a second. <laughs> well, there and back again, where it was much longer to go back. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we just head that direction then. That's not quite nearly as bad as I thought. Someone should have drawn a legend on this map, and Teddy, like, looks at it and it turns it upside down and left and right and puts it back down. In- I, Teddy, I'd be an expert at maps. <laughs> I have no comment for that. <laughs> I can draw you a legend on the map. I, I know, no, that's just Teddy. I mean, that sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, and honestly, if we just head that direction, it's only going to take us a few weeks, nothing goes wrong to get there, uh, then it seems like that would accomplish the whole idea of find out whether or not it's livable, right? We gotta cross this whole area. We're sure to run into some other folk or not. Yeah, it would be useful I, uh, to find somebody that we can ask questions to. Uh, now, sure speaking of questions, and Teddy points right in the middle of the map into this large center green area of forest with a hill in the middle. What in the hell is that? That's where, where we, we came, came from. from. Oh, that is where we came from. Shit, okay. I think you've had too much Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy looks at the map with his, like, brow furrowed and goes, All right, all right, never mind, never mind. I understand now. Okay. Hey, uh, DM. Mm-hmm. No, all right, Surefoot yeah. Surefoot where the demons live? Surefoot is where the demons live, yes. Um, yeah, the cenotaph points at Surefoot. If we're looking for information, Surefoot might actually be the best bet. It's where the demons live. Do you think the demons are gonna be cooperative? Uh, Soundtab, roll history. Maybe we could just beat them down like we did with the dragon people, and then they would just listen to us? Beat them until they become our friends. Yes. Uh, so, Sonatav, you know that the demons originally came from the Underdark themselves and are a scientific community. Yes. Wait, what? I think I actually already knew that because I read a bit of the uh, the document for the setting. Yeah. Well, the demons Somebody are scientists. 
They've probably been keeping records of all of this. Hmm. Well, it sounds like an okay plan, but I still don't trust demons. Are they like nasty big things that want to like rip our faces off, or uh, what do we most got? people see? Dissect rudder. <laughs> well, that I'm all right I, with. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't be the first. Out. It wouldn't be the first time I've been dissected. That's a very somehow I don't say, think friend. you're joking. <laughs> oh, your legs! I get it. Uh, that's not what I meant. I went one time. I had an encounter with a uh, with a lady who had swords on her hands. Swords on <laughs> her hands. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you meet her? I. What did you like to know? That's why I asked. You. I would not. I, I don't remember. Well, if Cenotaph seems to think they might have some information for us, it might be worthwhile checking out. I agree. What say you, the rest of the group? I... (laughs) It's not like I'm gonna go off by myself. I'm not some kind of idiot. Well, I mean, I don't want to drag you where you don't want to go. We are far beyond that point. Alright, but I would... No, I appreciate it. Look, and Teddy just... I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I'm a little testy right now. It's We obviously did not get a restful evening of sleep, and I feel like we should rectify that tonight if possible. And I agree. We head south, and then we head right back up to the middle and try to get back where we came from. And then, and I look back at Varys, we bring everyone else back on up if that's what they want to do, right? We're talking about going to Sherfet. That's God damn it! Teddy just takes a huge <laughs> drink. God damn it! Hey, it'd be all right, Teddy. We've had a bit to drink. If it's any consolation, what? the demons at Surefoot are the most likely to have been brewing new and interesting alcohol. I'm gonna be. I understand that. I'm gonna be real. I heard us talking about that plan, and I heard it bandied back and forth by wiser heads than my own. And then I heard the the mention of going south again, and I thought that's where we back landed. But clearly, hmm. That's that's on Teddy. I'm sorry. Um. All right. So we're going west. Yeah. Demons. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel qualified to make decisions. I've clearly proven that I'm not trustworthy. I shall be making your decisions now, Teddy. Nope. I'm gonna trust. Uh. And I look at the three wiser heads, Varys, to make the decisions. You you got well. Moxie. You seem to know what you're doing. Yes, Varys is clearly the leader. <laughs> yeah. Hard point. Point. Bears is like, well, if that is what you think, I trust in the cenotaph, and I think, yes, let's go west. Let's find these demons, and maybe they may have more answers for us in regards to this plague and your ship about what else is happening up here, and if it's safe for us to come back. I agree. I that be a plan. Indeed it is. Someone roll a perception check. I'll do it. Hey, fifteen. Okay, uh, and as you as you guys are all kind of discussing with each other uh, what's going on, everything around you starts to turn white, and not like really bright white, but you're starting to see almost like strokes of paint, and you kind of hear ah, the best way to fix something is to start off with a very nice brush, brush, brush base of white paint and then you can start putting your colors over top and he kind of says oh oops i made a happy little accident